It's This Week in Bourbon, your rock-solid bourbon news. And here's your headlines for June 17th, 2022. Pursuit United has been crowned Best Bourbon at the 2022 John Barleycorn Awards. Yeah, we had to give ourselves a little bit of love there. It's also, I have to wonder, is bourbon starting to lose popularity to tequila and mezcal? And Whistlepig has launched two new bottled and bond whiskeys. But before we get started, here's a quick word from our partners. From their bar to yours, Chad and Sarah of the popular YouTube channel It's Bourbon Night bring you their favorite at-home old-fashioned mix with the new Elemental Elixir's Golden Hour Syrup. It's a custom-made syrup with notes of bold black tea, warm spices, and orange zest. All you need is your favorite whiskey and ice. No bitters needed. One bottle makes 16 drinks, so that's only $1 cocktail before you add your own whiskey. They can also be enjoyed in other cocktails or spirits, mocktails, coffee, tea, and anything you can think of. It's crafted locally in Lexington, Kentucky, and you can get your bottle now at whiskeyambitions.com. Do you ever pour yourself a bourbon, swirl it around, and then start struggling to come up with tasting notes? And perhaps you're also looking for a good Father's Day gift idea. Well, you can now solve both with a kit from Nose Your Bourbon. And unlike other nosing kits on the market, Nose Your Bourbon kits feature real ingredients for the most authentic aromas. You can smell real Tahitian vanilla bean instead of some synthetic aroma that's just made from chemicals. So head on over to NoseYourBourbon.com and enter code BP10 for 10% off your order. Ed Bly and Rising Tide Spirits are back again with a new release of Old Stubborn Bourbon. And this release of Old Stubborn is a premium hand marriage of 10, 11, and 12-year cask drink, barely filtered pot still bourbon. It comes in at a staggering 123.8 proof. And the flavoring grain for this one, which the last one was weeded, but this time it's now rye. Rich, sweet, and bold with a long finish that's sure to be another eye-opener. You can order online at Sealbox or TheBourbonConcierge.com and you can even purchase in person at Revival Vintage Spirits and even now with very few select stores in Kentucky. You can get it now while you can, but be sure to do it because it's not going to last long. And they're off for another Get 270 2020 Unicorn Raffle. Your $20 ticket gives you not one, but two chances to win from our lineup of 20 Woodford Reserve treasures, including the grand prize, the rarest unicorn yet, the Woodford Reserve Kentucky Derby 150 Baccarat Edition. Only 150 bottles were made and is just like the one the Derby winning owner receives. Quit horsing around and get your $20 tickets now at Give270.org. Charitable Gaming License ORG 0002703. Welcome back, everybody. Kenny and Ryan here with another fantastic edition of This Week in Bourbon coming at you because there's a lot of good news. And even the one at the very top, I kind of had to just talk about ourselves a little bit. I felt really positive coming into this. It was a great weekend to celebrate that win. And, you know, hats off to our our master blender. What do you want to be called? <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, I, I don't know. <laughs> just... Yeah, master blender. That's perfectly fine. Uh, <laughs> blender in, in progr- training. Yeah. Blender in progress. <laughs> that's me. Say, but, uh, when you go to you go to like Applebee's or something, they have the servers that say like trainee underneath right. it, like underneath their name tag. Or I could be whiskey artist, like Subway, their sandwich artist. <laughs> there you go. Bourbon artist, you know. So I'll, I'll take that. Um, how was your trip? You're fresh off the the Big Apple. I yeah. It was a it was a. It was a hectic six days in new york city 
And as I was telling Ryan before we started recording, it's hardly a relaxing vacation when you go to New York because you're kind of like, it's kind of like going to Europe on vacation. You're constantly running around, you're going to different cities, you're trying to find and doing different things. And by the time you get home, uh, there's no time to relax and you just start going back to work. So I never really felt like there was a, a down moment for it. It was just, you know, it's, you know, you're in New York, you're in a cramped apartment building and that's, uh, that's where you live for the next few days. It's just part of what it is. Yeah. It's busy city, but a lot of exciting stuff and glad to have you back and, uh, glad you had a good trip. No time to relax. No sleep for the weary. No right. sleep whatsoever. It is the city that never sleeps, but it, I can tell you this much. I think it does sleep between 4 and 6 a.m. I think that's when the sirens stopped. <laughs> that's when the garbage trucks start coming in. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> clanking everything. <laughs> that and the, the reverse, like, beep, beep, yeah. beep. Yeah, that's what it felt like. Oh, but, yeah. I, you need a, definitely a sound machine to take with you on that trip. But uh, Yeah, I know. We should probably think about that. Just, or just run water all night, right? Like, you're in a hotel. Like, you're not paying for the water. Just go ahead and just run that. Instead <laughs> of the ocean, just got faucet water. Sounds great. I'm sure Hilton We're, loves that that little plug oh, right yeah. there. <laughs> Room 301 had $200 of water charges in three days. It's a it's a hefty, hefty water bill fine right there. Yeah. But no, it's a... Huge win. I mean, uh, kind of this huge surprise, really. You know, we we want and expect to get some type of medal in these things. But, you know, when you're going against legacy brands like Heaven Hill and Jack Daniels and, you know, Smooth Ambler and there's Barrel and all those great names in the bourbon industry. And then you see your name on top. It's pretty crazy to think that, uh, yeah, that it's pretty cool. Um, so, We'll celebrate for now and got still a lot of work to do to keep spreading the word. But, um, yeah, well, it's pretty cool that, uh, you know, for a four and five year old whiskey blended by two tater podcasters <laughs> and, you know, losers that, um, in a blind competition, we stood up to some of the best in the business that have been doing it for hundreds of years. So, uh, it's very cool and very proud of it. Uh, I am. It's it's super awesome. I mean, you're right. There's some good pedigree of bourbons that were in there. To think that we bought, we beat out some 17 year old bourbons. I mean, granted, it's a it's a it's a spirits competition. People love them. They hate them. I think we've even had plenty. Of, what was it? We just released an episode on Behind the Pursuit, talking about like, ah, eh, you know, we do it for marketing purposes. And it's true. We do it for marketing purposes because if you're listening to this podcast, you're probably not going to be the target audience that cares about a medal that is won at some spirits competition, but we've got to be able to break beyond that. We've got to be able to get into the everyday consumer, the average bourbon drinker, the ones that don't listen to bourbon pursuit or have never heard of pursuit United. And we've got to, we got to flash a little something in the, in their eyes to be able to say like, Hey, this is, you know, gotten 91 points on whiskey advocate. It's one best bourbon at spring of 2022, the John Barleycorn awards. Like that's for us, it was a huge win. So we're just going to, take a little moment to kind of celebrate it so it was it was fun yeah thanks to everyone who's ever tried it if you haven't please try it it's uh you'll be shocked and uh yeah just appreciate anyone and everyone that's tried it and uh we'll keep on trying to make it better for you well and keep buying it keep sharing it with friends keep spreading the word because honestly that's that's the easiest i mean that's how every big brand is built it all starts with this core whiskey community 
of people that find out about something and they tell their friends that aren't really into the core whiskey stuff. They just hear about it because people talk about it and they're like, oh, what's this Weller stuff? What's this Smoke Wagon stuff? And all of a sudden those brands go and blow up. So it's just one of those things that, you know, keep that word of mouth marketing going and help spread the good word. And we really appreciate it. We truly, truly do. Totally. All right. Enough talking about ourselves. I'm sure people are tired of it. Yeah. Enough of patting our own back here, but that was, <laughs> that was our first headline of the day. But here's the second one. As much as we start looking at it and think that, you know, even with us in Pursuit Spirits, like so far we raised over $2 million to fund new whiskey investments. Uh, however, there's some new research that's coming out because over the past decade, you know, there's been a huge love affair with whiskey and really bourbon has been the one that's exploded in popularity. But there's a new romance brewing that may leave whiskey behind, and that's Mexican agave spirits, which have caught the eye to the neighbors of the north, where mezcal and tequila are becoming more favored in America's than more than America's indigenous grain spirits. So according to some data that was just released by IWSR Drinks Market Analysis, in 2022, tequila and mezcal sales will outpace American whiskey for the first time ever. And even more stunning news, IWSR is predicting that agave spirits will surpass vodka, the most popular spirit category. And this is going to happen in 2023 by nearly a billion dollars. So according to IWSR, the tequila brands that have led the way from 2016 to 2021 are George Clooney's Casa Amigos, which of course he sold to Diageo a few years ago for close to around a billion dollars. High-priced luxury band Class Azul, which comes in in a handmade ceramic uh, decanter and lesser known budget brands like Piadra Azul, which is distributed by Sazerac. Overall, tequila sales grew by 27% from 2020 to 2021. As far as Mezcal, the leading brands have been Bozal Illegal, which is partially owned by Bacardi, and Pierre Almas, or Pierre Almas, I don't know, I'm trying here, which is also owned by <laughs> Diageo. While still representing a smaller share of agave spirits, Mezcal grew at a greater clip than tequila with sales increasing by 53% from 2020 to 2021. But combined, sales of these two agave spirits categories are expected to grow by 81% by year 2026. Wow, that's impressive. Um, Pisses me I'm off now. Well, <laughs> I'm not surprised. I mean, tequila is, you know... Uh, everybody loves margarita. Yeah, margaritas are, you know, with COVID happening, everybody was at home. It's something you can easily make at home. It's not too... Uh, it's not too difficult to make a good margarita at home, and it's a great refreshing, you know, summertime spirit. Whereas bourbon's kind of, you know, it's good in the summer. You can ha have it a few different ways, but um, tequila is definitely more approachable. But the mezcal thing, I I can't wrap my head. At, people that like mezcal like. They like dirt. I don't know. It's, it's, <laughs> They're the it's, ones that are ordering the smoked old fashioned. Yeah, it's disgusting, and I can't understand that. But uh, I know I I sent you a message. I was at a restaurant when I was in New York City, uh, and it was a Cuban restaurant. They had a paloma, and I was like, "Hey, do you make a good paloma?" He's like, "Absolutely." So, uh, and had mezcal, and I was like, "You know what? Fine, I'll, I'll give it a go. Whatever." And I've had mezcal plenty of times. It's like I knew what I was getting myself into, and I. I tasted it and I was like, why the hell do I keep doing this to myself? Like, I hate, I hate <laughs> I mezcal. I hate the taste of smoke. I, I, I don't understand smoked old fashioned. I don't care smoke cocktails, much less do I want a whole spirit that tastes like smoke. I, oh, I smoke in, smoke in earth. It's just, it's just, yeah, it's so earthy. Like tequila to me is just, I hate the spirit for the most part, <laughs> <laughs> unless it's in a, it, unless it's in, you know, soaked in lime juice and triple sec. <laughs> and, and 
there there is you know i've had the casa azul some casa dragons and they're okay you know neat or but they don't offer the nuance and balance that bourbon does and it's it's a great mixer and that's probably why it's going to project to you know take over vodka because it, it does offer more flavor than vodka does so when you especially in mixed cocktails so i'm not surprised that it's going to surprise vodka but i think bourbon and american whiskey will still have its place because i mean at the end of the night i may have a few margaritas but when i get home i'm like i want a bourbon you know <laughs> it's well i mean let's be real also a few margaritas it's there's a there's too much sweetness sometimes with that. yeah like i can do a margarita or two but there's no three, four, or five. I can tell you that for sure. Man, I can try three or four or five different whiskeys. And I've only been introduced to having like a few kind of like high-end tequila tastings. So being able to try a few different side by side. But it kind of comes down to the same thing. It's kind of just what your 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 palate comes down to. And for us, and I think for a lot of our listeners, it's that sweet corn. That's kind of what we gravitate towards. Yeah. And I still think there's room for growth in American whiskey here domestically and internationally so uh, uh, if tequila grows by 80 percent, that's okay too just keep drinking bourbon we'll be fine <laughs> that's right <laughs> so this one is a, a little bit different but brindiamo group which we had their ceo jeff hopmeyer back on episode 182 he actually when we actually had him on he talked about exposing the secrets of barrel sourcing it was actually a very eye-opening experience for ryan and i but before we even started doing Pursuit Spirits. But anyway, they have just released a new video series and it's premiering on YouTube called The Business of Bourbon. So after nearly a year in the making, they are launching this new docu-series that will pull back the curtain to give insiders a look into the alluring bourbon industry. And so new videos will be dropping weekly. And the first video is called Part One, Possibilities, Patience, and Profits. Oh, PPP. (laughs) You know me. (laughs) Yep. Everybody likes those three P's, you know, when they're talking business. Uh, but no, that'll be cool because a lot of people don't understand the source, you know, whiskey side of things and that there's this whole like behind the scenes market of and a lot of brands that, you know, don't make their own product, which is fine. But a lot of consumers don't understand that. Not uh, I'm, I, I would love to see this because. We understand how it goes, but we it's hard to explain it, you know, to some folks. So it'd be nice. You know, video always, people don't like to read or listen. They like to watch. And so video will be better explaining, you know, the whole process. Yes. And I, I watched the first one. It's actually only like four and a half minutes, the first one. So it's not too... Oh, gosh. <laughs> docu-series is a hard one for the, the first one. It's only four and a half minutes. So it's a really kind of just an intro to kind of get you into... You know the, I guess the yeah, the that's groove a of it. <laughs> yeah, that's sure. not a docu series, a trailer. But I guess if you really want to get into it, go back and listen to episode 182 because that will give you a, a big insight into what Brindiamo and Jeff have built. And I'll tell you what, Jeff and Brindiamo are building a huge empire right now of bourbon, where they are putting down a lot of stuff, and you'll you'll see a lot of brands that will be built via Brindiamo probably in the future, if I had to guess. And ones that already have, so. (laughs) Those two. Those two. So this next one, I I, I thought I was going to put this after the break that we usually do, but it's it's like, is it bourbon news? Is it not bourbon news for like release? But whatever, here we go. So Lux Road Distillers, you know them as the home of Ezra Brooks, Rebel, Davies County, David Nicholson, Blood Oath, yada, yada, yada. But however, they've added two new SKUs to the repertoire and it's going to be happening at retail. So beginning in June, the distilleries Ezra Brooks 99 and Rebel 100 brands will now be available in 1.75 liter bottles. 
and has as a minimum suggested retail price of $45 and $36, respectively. That's it. It's a quick one. Dang, get your handles. Yes. Glug, glug. Well, I mean, it's kind of funny that now that I'm thinking about it, you don't really see a whole lot of brands that are doing stuff in 1.75s too much. I mean, makers used to do it until they had their, uh, you know, crackdown of uh, shortages and allocation. Uh, I believe Old Forester stopped doing, maybe they still do it, but there was, I mean, there's been a I think like, uh, there's been a decline. Craig does it. The larceny. <laughs> so funny, uh, ironically, I was at the lake and we were pulling our boat out of the ramp and these guys were, there was a fishing tournament going on. They're sitting by their boat and they were, I saw his cup and it was like, you know, that amber color with, but a little water down. And I was like, what are you drinking there? And he's like, I was like, you got a little bourbon Sprite? And he's like, Yes, sir. Like, what we got? <laughs> now he's like larceny, and he pulls out a one seven five of larceny. I've never seen a one seven five of larceny, and I was like, I'll take one of those. Or no, he 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 was like, you want one? I was like, heck yeah, I'll take one. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the cool thing about having those big ass bottles, there's always plenty to go around. Oh yeah, he was excited, but he made me one, and I was like, if I drink all this, I'll die. <laughs> it was like he goes, "That's a sipper, boy." I was like, "I know, I can tell." <laughs> you didn't throw the who you know who I am card at him? No, definitely not. <laughs> that's why Tiffany would chain. kill me. Yeah, probably. But I mean, that's I love seeing one point seven five bottles because you don't see them too often, and I I just remember seeing. Eagle Rare 1.75s in those oh, massive yeah. wine decanters. and Like the Magnum bottles. Oh, yeah. I mean, it looked cool, but I could never bring myself to buy one because I, I want to try a bunch of different stuff. So I just never was in the market to really buy 1.75s. I don't think I still own one yet today. <laughs> we were talking about that at the Willet Barrel Pick yesterday. We are like, like, if somebody pours you a, over a one-ounce pour at a bar, you're like, what? What are you doing? Like, I only want a half ounce. I want to try like... <laughs> 10 different things, you know, it's, uh, that's basically how we pours and half ounces. So it's, we're the, we're the, we're the minority when it comes to it. Yep. Most people are like, yeah, make it pour it heavy. That's what I want. Make it a double. Mm-hmm. So there's been a long fight to privatize liquor sales in Pennsylvania. And it took another step forward this past Wednesday and it could appear, it could appear on a statewide ballot. So the Republican-led Pennsylvania House Liquor Control Committee approved House Bill 2022, sorry, 2272, which would create an amendment to the state constitution banning the Commonwealth from manufacturing or selling liquor. And should this bill pass, the Republican-controlled legislature, would it would then go to voters and not the governor's desk in the form of a ballot referendum. The ballot would not appear on a statewide bill until at least three months after the bill, sorry, after it was passed via the General Assembly. If approved by the Commonwealth residents, the constitutional amendment would become effective 18 months after a vote. The bill passed the committee on a party line vote of 14 to 10. And that was it. <laughs> it was good. There was, there was another part to the end of it, but it was like, that didn't really add anything to it. Uh, but anyway, who do you know? Pennsylvania, another control state, could be going down. Yeah, I doubt it. <laughs> but maybe. I don't know. I mean, why not? It's, it's for the people. That's what it's supposed to be there for. If it's already passed one vote, I I don't know what could stop. I mean, other than this taking two to three years for it to actually happen. I mean, there's a lot of people that are calling for privatization. We're dealing with it right now of trying to get Pursuit Spirits with United and United Rye into Ohio. And I love Ohio. I love my Buckeyes. I love the people there. Thank you for supporting us. But man alive, is this a pain to get bottles on the shelf? Yeah, it's... I, I never understood the state... 
controlled liquor thing. It's it's the government is good at certain things, but this is not your role. Like you're <laughs> you're not good at business. You're slow. You're you put too much red tape in front of things, and it's you're not. You don't work at efficiencies, whereas the the free market can can handle that all for you. And you just sit back and collect revenue, you know? Just make it easy on ourselves. You're going to collect that tax money no matter what. So just, right. put, just put the guardrails up and start collecting your checks and focus on making better schools, better roads, all the things right. that people actually need. Precisely. Not keeping me from my blends. <laughs> That's... <laughs> need that. need my willows. Yes. <laughs> So, you know, everybody in Sonoma County, they go there for wine. But local spirit makers are gaining a foothold in wine country. And despite their increasing popularity, Sonoma County's, sorry, Sonoma County's dozen or so distilleries are having to share the spotlight with more than 425 wineries. However, to encourage visitors and locals to explore the spirit scene, nine distilleries have joined forces to create the Sonoma County Distillery Pass. The Sonoma, the Sonoma County Distillery Pass comes in a one-day, two-day, and also 90-day versions, with costs ranging from $39 to $100. A, after purchasing a pass online, a paperless pass is delivered via text and email and is be ready to be used immediately. So when arriving at any of the participating distilleries, pass holders simply show the press pass to redeem a tasting flight. And some of the participating distilleries, you can unlock additional discounts. At places like Spirit Works and Subastool, for example, pass holders also receive 15% off their bottle purchases. So get you oh. out moving in uh, wine country there. Love wine country. So let's do it. Let's go. Okay. Sign me up. Let's go. I tell you what, let's let's write this off as a business expense. Let's go ahead and open up the state of California. We'll fly out there. We'll go to a few stores, do some tastings, and then we'll go we'll go experience, you know, get our get our distillery pass and go experience wine country. I know of a retailer that'll carry us. <laughs> oh, does it rhyme with Schmegan bottle? <laughs> yeah. Hopefully. Shout out, to, shout out to our friend Tony at Kegan Bottle for that one. He also helps with all of our single barrels we do. So shout out to him. So the Michigan more more craft distilleries coming together here, but Michigan Craft Distillers Association, they have announced the return of the Michigan Distilled Festival. It's a one-day event featuring craft spirits and cocktails from members around the Great Lakes State. The big event is slated for Friday, September 23rd from 6 to, 10, 6 to 10 p.m. at the Kalamazoo Farmer's Market. Among several events, there's also going to be a VIP hour, which will guests will be offered an enhanced experience with handcrafted cocktails and a chance to meet with local bartenders and mixologists. Those VIP tickets are $75 each and include five three-ounce batch cocktails and one handcrafted cocktail and one food item, along with a swag bag and commemorative logoed cup. General admission to the tickets, or sorry, general admission tickets to the festival are $40, and those also include five three-ounce batch cocktails or one quarter-ounce sample of spirits available from each respective distillery. Tickets are on sale right now at midistilled.com. Awesome. Mm-hmm. I've always wanted to go to Michigan in the summer. I heard it's nice. What's the, what's their tagline? Uh it's I, I'm thinking I'm I I'm, I probably shouldn't ask that I just like threw like a bomb on you I was like I always see it I always think like like I see like the the, the wavy blue line I'm thinking like yeah. ah we're here in Michigan I can't remember what it Michigan is Michigan so. tagline let's see I wonder if... <laughs> I was like I really threw a curveball there for you I try to make you think on your feet pure Michigan pure that's Michigan what that's what it that's... is I was thinking of like pure waters pure pure Michigan. It's using the title song from the Cider House Rules as the background music in its television commercials. 
I don't know who that is. So sorry, but Pure Michigan. Yep. Uh, Pure Vita. Pure Michigan. Here we go. I've heard like Mackinac Island, Trevor, Trevor City, all that area is really cool. So I have not. One day I'll hit up there. Yeah, I've not been to either of them. Why not? We'll we'll go ahead. Let's open up Michigan. Why not? Let's go ahead and do that and make another trip out of it. Heck yeah, let's do it. What are we waiting for? Should just keep opening up more states. So, 10 years into the Gooden family dream of starting a distillery, the family business is ready to announce a $4 million expansion of its operation in Radcliffe, Kentucky. In addition to increasing its spirits production to as much as 1,000 barrels per year, Boundary Oak Distillery plans an enlarged mechanized bottling operation and rickhouse where the barrels can be stored as the bourbon ages. Master distiller Brent Gooden says he hopes to negotiate purchases that would allow the construction to occur alongside the distillery off of KY313 in Radcliffe. He thinks that the best approach to enhance is tourism trade, which is the basis for its lease agreement with Radcliffe government. The new fermentation tanks that were purchased will go and increase the capacity to 10,000 gallons, he said. He expects the total expansion to be completed over two years and will increase employment from 13 to 20 workers. There will also be an expanded bar, which will be a centerpiece of the distillery's tourist center, and that has now also been completed as part of the Gooden's family private investment. He also went on record saying that we have no investors, no borrowed money, and no money from the state and no matching funds. This was all done in-house. Oh. Boundary Oak, that's the... I think that's the folks that had that, like, Abraham Lincoln... They chopped down the tree or something. Lincoln chopped down this tree or something, and they used the... And, and I'll tell you what, if you don't even remember, we actually had Brent back on the podcast. Yeah, yeah, that's right. It was episode 21. That's how long Dang. ago it was. Uh, August 11th of 2015. That's that's way back in the day. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was, yikes, that was a long time ago. And I, I just, I was looking it up and it was called a startup distillery with a $28,000 bottle. And that's like what their first bottle went for or something like that way back in the day. Yeah, I actually know the person that bought that bottle. Great yeah. family. And I won't reveal the name, but um. <laughs> yeah, please don't. We don't. We don't need yeah. them to be like uh, we, we like we've lost. Why are you a family telling everybody how rich I am? <laughs> <laughs> we've lost a family member, and they're now being held hostage. Yeah, but no, that's awesome. Congratulations, Radcliffe. I pass it all the time. I need. We need to. I need to stop into Boundary. I've never been there, but I pass it all the time. But their distillery's got to be better than ours. So yeah, that's what to say. Brent, if you hear this, call us up, man. Let's call, go check I'd it love out. To visit. Yeah, yeah. Let's do it. Let's do it. So this is uh, not the best news, especially if you're one that wants to come and visit the Kentucky Bourbon Trail. You want to experience something huge, because the Kentucky Distillers Association announced that the annual Kentucky Bourbon Affair Fantasy Camp will not happen in September 2022, but the prestigious event is being reimagined for 2023. The KDA created the KBA eight years ago, the Kentucky Bourbon Affair, as the world-class celebration featuring distillery and behind-the-scenes access at the nation's most iconic distilleries with elite nightcap dinners and festivals around Louisville, starring Kentucky's historic bourbon culture and top-shelf culinary scene. The KDA president, Eric Gregory, said that participating distilleries simply just don't have the bandwidth and the workforce to manage the immersive week-long showcase and that many are already booked for months as visitors have returned in droves to the Kentucky Bourbon Trail. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, because, hell, every tour is, like, booked from now until October, it seems like, at every distillery. And they're having a hard time just staffing, you know, those, like, you know, Bardstown, Jim Beam, 
and Willett, they're only offering, you know, lunch and early dinner, not even dinner services, just lunch that goes till five because they can't have the staff to do dinner. So I, I can imagine if you throw a whole long week event, you know, you're going to pull everybody from the distillery to go there. It just doesn't make sense right now. That, or if you have people out in the field, you got to pull them back to come and help. And it's, it's, it's cool. Like it's a really nice immersive event, but you've got to think, like, how do I... You're already appealing to the... Yeah, they're, they're already there. Like, they're already, already fans, yeah. Yeah, they're already customers. You, you got you to gotta break a little bit beyond that. Uh, I'll be interested to kind of see what that 2023 reimagined event is about. But, heck, it was really cool for a while. I mean, I know we even had a podcast uh, with Adam Johnson talking about it. I feel like we've done a lot in this podcast. Like, every, everybody we talk to, we're like, oh, yeah, go listen to this episode. Go listen to the episode. We've done it all. Yeah, there's some awesome fantasy camps and those. It's like, I wish, I wish I would have done them back in the day, you know. Mm-hmm. But you just, I missed it. Oh well, hopefully <laughs> they come back. <laughs> All right, here we go. Our last one is that Hella Cocktail Company, which is actually a pretty cool name, Hella Cocktail. <laughs> like it's it a, being a helicopter or a hell of a cocktail. It's it, either one. It's okay. a brand of botanically inspired mixers and beverages, and they have announced a $5 million investment from fellow black, indigenous, and people of color-owned company, Uncle Nearest Premium Whiskey. So standing out with its inclusive category perspective and development, Hella Cocktail Company secured this investment as a part of Uncle Nearest Ventures, which seeks to uplift minority-founded, owned, and led spirits companies. Hella Cocktail Company was the first BIPOC-founded, owned, and led American beverage brand to be available in all 50 states, and its products are currently sold or used in more than 20,000 stores, bars, hotels, and restaurants. The investment coincides with additional hallmark hallmark achievements, including the business's 10-year anniversary and the innovation of a new beverage category with its lines of bitters and soda. This partnership will propel the brand's next phase of growth. Funding continued to recruit the Hella's team, stocking warehouses with enough inventory to meet demand, and continuing to spread the brand's message. Hella's range include five flavors of canned bitters and soda, as well as a variety of classic cocktail mixers and nine varieties of cocktail bitters. So these are cocktails that you add to, sp- you put spirit in them. So they don't got have a little bit of everything. They've got, they got the mixers, okay. they've got the canned bitters and sodas, they've got other just more bitters. I think it's it's more or less just the, it's, it's not RTDs. It's the, it's, it's like so the, it fee, it's the fee brothers. It's the fee brothers yeah, yeah, yeah. of, you know, it's another fee brothers kind of thing. Right. I got you. So it's like a, say I want a Paloma. Here's the, <laughs> hold the mezcal. <laughs> yeah. Hold the mezcal, <laughs> but you pick your tequila that you want to put in it <laughs> or, or rye whiskey. Cause that Sagamore Paloma is pretty good, but uh, yeah, something like that. Is it spelled Hella like each H E L L A? Yeah, exactly. Okay, I like it. See, it's a sweet name. I'm a sucker for cocktails, so I'd love to try some of these. I'm in too. But let's go ahead. Let's take a quick break, and we'll be back with some more bourbon release news. If you're anything like me, then you can't get enough about bourbon, and that's why I'm a subscriber to Bourbon Plus Magazine. Bourbon Plus is a quarterly publication that tells the stories from the heart of bourbon, the farmers who grow the grain, the distillers who labor over the process, and the people like you and me who raise their glasses to celebrate it all. Subscribe to Bourbon Plus magazine today at bourbonplus.com, that's P-L-U-S.com, and use code PURSUIT 
at checkout for $5 off your subscription. Shopify's already taken the cash register online, helping millions sell billions around the world. But did you know that Shopify can do the same thing at your retail store? Give your point of sale system a serious upgrade with Shopify. Shopify's point of sale is your command center for your retail store. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify has everything you need to sell in person. And with Shopify, you get a powerhouse selling partner that effortlessly unites your in-person and online sales into one source of truth. Track every sale across your business in one place and know exactly what's in stock. Connect with customers inline and online. Shopify helps you drive store traffic with plug-and-play tools built for marketing campaigns from TikTok to Instagram and beyond. And get hardware that fits your business. Take payments by smartphone, transform your tablet into a point-of-sale system, or use Shopify's point-of-sale Go Mobile device for a battle-tested solution. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash bourbon, all lowercase, and go to shopify.com slash bourbon to take your retail business to the next level today. Shopify.com slash bourbon. Hey everyone, back with some more bourbon release news, and we got a, a few stories, so let's go ahead and get to it here. So just over one year ago, Dream Theater guitarist John Petrucci, Petrucci, P-T-R-U-C-C-I, he's People are going to be like, I'm a big fan. You butchered his name. John Petrucci. He unveiled Rock the Barrel, a signature bourbon whiskey made in collaboration with Iron Smoke Distillery. Now the second edition of the spirit, simply dubbed Rock the Barrel 2, has been announced. The first batch made last year sold out in less than 18 hours. So fans who missed out on that opportunity will have another chance to lay claim to the Prague Guitar Extraordinaire Signature Bourbon Whiskey, which this time carries an ABV of 93 proof compared to the robust 120 proof of the initial offering. However, that's no arbitrary number either. It was selected to honor the year that him and his wife, Rena, were married back in 1993, making this special edition release all more special. Bottles would go on sale at 12 o'clock on June 9th. Uh-oh, that means we're past here. At the, at the Iron Smoke Distillery website, <laughs> and purchases are limited to four bottles per customer. They may be gone. but uh, <laughs> They may be gone. So, yikes, sorry. You're getting your bourbon news a little bit. Uh, that's, I guess that's what happens when you listen to This Week in Bourbon. It's this week, not today. You might get a little bit of yesterday, maybe a little a back set from last week. Like how I used that yeah, back set that, there. The ninth was last week, buddy. So, <laughs> <laughs> But we did record early because you had to go to New York. So See, that's, that's why. Sorry. Sorry, rock the boat. I mean, barrel. Rock the barrel. <laughs> Whatever it is. <laughs> yeah. So Minneapolis, Minnesota's, oh gosh, okay. O'Shaughnessy, I think Shaughnessy, S-H-A-U-G-H. Shaughnessy. 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 I like that. Yeah. O'Shaughnessy Distilling Company. They have launched their second whiskey, and it's called Keeper's Heart Bourbon Plus Irish. And it's in limited retail and on reserve bar. The new whiskey is a continuation of the distillery's inaugural lease, which blended Irish pot still and grain whiskeys with American rye. This new release, like its name suggests, uses bourbon in the place of rye, but keeps the Irish whiskeys. The blend is bottled at 46% and will be a permanent addition to the Keeper's Heart line. It carries a suggested retail price of $45, but also sells for $55 on ReserveBar.com. Uh, they're too late. They should have done tequila or mezcal and then with the <laughs> Irish whiskey. 
Bourbon's uh, dead. <laughs> Maybe that's me dead. and you. We'll uh, yeah. the, the smokiest, the smokiest <laughs> bourbon ever. What would you do? Ah, <laughs> uh, we just blend it with mezcal. That's all. That's all we needed to do there. We, we heard tequila and mezcal was hot, so let's <laughs> let's blend it. You might as well just put the two together. It's a, it's yeah. a no fail situation. That's right. People, as long as you make one decent cocktail with it, people might be like, eh, all right, well, I'll give it a go. Yep. Have the rock sell it and he'll sell. Yeah, you're right. We need a we need a rock on our side. Let's keep going here. Louisville, Kentucky-based Goodwood Brewing and Spirits is releasing their collaboration with Three Chord Bourbon. And to create this new entry, Goodwood's signature Imperial Stout was aged in three chord bourbon barrels for four months, resulting in a brew called Sweet Harmony, which Goodwood will release on July 1st. From there, the barrels were refilled with a blend of Kentucky bourbons aged for another eight months in Michigan. The result is a blend of 15, 7, and 6-year-old Kentucky bourbons bottled at 55.5% ABV. And Goodwood Spirits are distributed across seven states. However, I do not have a price on them. So, apologize about mm. that. That sounds like right in your wheelhouse. That's still stouts. I'll tell you what. You know, I'm a big fan of stouts. The I like the the bourbon barrel aged stouts when you have the stout aged in the bourbon barrels. But when you flip it around and it's the whiskey that is re-aged... In a stout that was already aged in a bourbon barrel, it's just it's just not there for me. I don't know. Uh, I like the founders one that BBC did. I thought it was good. Chop that was one. good. There was one that I'm not going to. But throw I've had some. The bus, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I've had some. I know what you mean. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was kind of like, yeah, kind of a swing and a miss there. But maybe this one's good. Maybe they could make me a believer. They learn from others' mistakes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know what that mistake is. You're like, hmm, that that particular coffee bean just wasn't one the right one. That was a milk stout. You shouldn't have done that one. I don't know. I'm not a brewer. Never will be. But I can run a spreadsheet like no other, and that's what matters. Hell yeah. So there's a new bourbon called Frank August 100 Proof Small Batch Bourbon, and it is a 10-plus barrel marriage of Kentucky distilled juice that does not come from Castle & Key or Bardstown Bourbon Company. And as their CEO, their co-founder, Jack, or sorry, Jonathan Crocker said, it's also not Willet distilled. And that's because Drew Colesveen from Willet was an advisor to this product. However, David Driscoll, who we had back on episode 120, uh, if you that was actually a really long time ago. He used to work at KL. He's at a few different places now. He is going as far as calling this this generation's Black Maple Hill, which anybody that has been around bourbon for a while, you would know that Black Maple Hill has kind of been a uh, legend of sorts until they started switching over and pulling that organ distillate. But for this one, this is four and a half years old, a hundred proof and is priced at $65 with limited availability. Yeah. Jonathan, uh, and I met at Steve Nally's, um, 50th anniversary. He's a good friends with Dixon and Drew. So we were introduced, you know, from those two fine folks. We, we hit it off. He's a great guy. I love the package. I love the brand. I love what they're trying to do with it. I think they're trying to hit a new modern whiskey consumer, you know, not just, you know, the typical demographic. Jonathan has a background in design and branding fashion. And so I think he's trying to take it to, you know, more a a different demographic that we're used to in the whiskey world. And I think that's good for the category. And so it's a beautiful package and great whiskey inside. And I'm excited to try it. I haven't, I haven't tried it since it's been bottled, but I've heard great things and I think it's going to be good for the category and it's priced great too. Oh, you smell that? It smells like, it smells like a collab. 
on the future on the horizon here. I mean, that's I'd say so. I mean, we need a we need a good fashion designer on our side. Heck yeah. I mean, because look at how we dress. I mean, well, nobody <laughs> can see us right now because it's a podcast. But it's funny. I was talking to John the other day. I was like, I'm, you know, my fashion's terrible. I wear like Johnny O polos as as fancy as I get, but. I'm just literally my wife says to me, she goes, so which bourbon t- bourbon pursuit t-shirt are you going to wear today? <laughs> that's all. It's all my arsenal is full of is just t-shirts <laughs> and Chuck Taylors. That's all I wear. Yeah. We're peasants. We could use the fashion advice. I, I agree too. I agree too. So moving on to the RTD category here, this is a big one is that Brown Foreman Corporation and the Coca-Cola company have announced a global relationship to debut the iconic Jack and Coke cocktail as a branded, ready-to-drink, pre-mixed cocktail option. So Jack Daniels and Coca-Cola RTD inspired the classic bar cocktail will be made with Jack Daniels Tennessee whiskey and Coca-Cola. Go figure. The beverage will be available in markets around the world with the initial launch planned for Mexico in late 2022. The can and packaging will feature two of the world's most recognizable and valuable trademarks in Coca-Cola and Jack Daniels, and will include clear responsible, sorry, clear responsibility, those symbols that stating that is meant to be enjoyed by only consumers of legal drinking age. Jack Daniels and Coca-Cola RTDs will adhere to responsible marketing practices held by Brown Foreman and Coca-Cola. The global benchmark for alcohol beverage volume is 5%. However, it will vary depending on the market. There will also be a zero sugar version of the beverage available at some point in the future as well. Yum. Sounds delicious. I mean... <laughs> Jack and Coke, you think it, maybe it's like, so I, this is also like New York thing, right? It's just like hit me right now. Like there's this huge, and we just said it a minute ago, like sniff, sniff, there's a collaboration. I think collaborations are just going to be a much bigger going forward because we were walking by in New York and I looked at the Gucci store and they had all this Adidas stuff and it was a Gucci branded Adidas. And I was like, what is this? And my wife goes, oh, you didn't know? Yeah, Adidas and Gucci just did a launch and it dropped this past week. I'm like, no, I didn't know that. Yeah. Once again, we're not fashionable. <laughs> no. But, you know, you see Gucci and Adidas, like a sportswear apparel that is not Gucci. And then, of course, you have Gucci kind of coming together. But, you know, Jack and Coke, this is something that people have grown up on. This is something that's been ingrained into culture. And they're now coming together to kind of have this probably permanent line extension, I think you're going to start seeing a lot more of these happen. If it's not just a permanent line extension, it's going to be just more collabs, more kind of one-off. How do you create a blend that showcases the two brands? And maybe it's not even between whiskeys. It could be between two different types of, I don't want to say consumables, but uh, in the drinks market, in, in the food market, in fashion and clothing, like there could be all kinds of things that I think could happen now. Yeah, you could get you know, have like a Tiffany decanter with the, you know, Pursuit United or something. <laughs> that was, uh, True. No, I True. think they're, it's just like, you know, barbecue and bourbon. They, they have a similar, like, like, uh, gosh, demographic. Demographic? I suck. I like, suck like me and you. Just, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, 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 people it's similar been a thousand, interest. similar, interest. similar interests. Gosh, yes. It's been like a thousand degrees here in Kentucky and I've been <laughs> sweating. Like all my brain cells are gone. So I apologize, folks. <laughs> if it makes you feel any better, my wife has already texted me once as we've been recording this and go, are you almost done yet? It's hotter than hell up here. So, Oh gosh. Yeah. Turn that air on. Oh, I'm, you're, I, I do it for the people. I, so there's no AC running right now in my house. I've, she's, she's, She's going to listen to this. She's going to kill me. So let's keep going here. So this one, 
it kind of flew under the radar because there was a no official release other than Aaron Chepinick, who we also had on the podcast as well from Smoke Wagon. And he does, he does what he always does in all of his IG videos and kind of talks about what's going on. But this is interesting. So Nevada Distilling Company has a new product and it's called Smoke Wagon Uncut The Younger. The second expression in the entry-level category is what they're calling it, and it's consisting mainly of just four-year, 36% rye bourbon from several floors and warehouse locations, notably probably always MGP. It is non-chill filtered, and different batches will have different proofs, but it has a price tag of just $50. Hmm. Yeah, I've heard, uh, I watched uh, Jason from Mash and Drum, a review on his, and he really enjoyed it. You know, it's just... 36% 36% MGP. It's hot right now. And why not? Get you another bottle of it. You got 10 of them. Why not get 11? <laughs> really explore those different <laughs> the worlds of, of whiskey out there. Why don't you? Yeah. But now it's uh, cool. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like. But the, Aaron, like, Aaron does awesome job. I, I can't like, I love watching him on Instagram. He it's, he's such a great like showman and entertainer and, and, you know, just teaching people about whiskey. So I, I love everything that Smoke Wagon does. It's, it's cool. I'm really excited for you because I know you said you want to start picking up the baton and, I know. and being more like him. I know. I'm trying to find my inner Aaron, and then every time I turn on, I'm like, gosh, I'm a turd. I can't. <laughs> as soon as I start hitting the record button, I'm like, never mind, trash it. <laughs> I don't have a cool. He's got cool classic cars. I have you know, a hybrid truck. <laughs> He's got a cool ass cowboy hat and, and belt Swim- buckles. He's got and, a swimming pool. He got all that. And I'm, I'm wearing Johnny O like <laughs> polyester polos. Hey, you are, you are you. And that's all that matters. Yeah. I'll just be me. <laughs> Unfortunately, people don't like you that much. I know people will be <laughs> like, this is snooze fest. Back to Aaron. I'm just messing with you. <laughs> All right, here we go. The last news story is that Whistlepig is launching two new bottled and bond whiskeys. You got Farmstock Beyond Bonded, sorry, Farmstock Beyond Bonded Rye and Farmstock Beyond Bonded Bourbon. The new offerings both come in at 100.1 proof. Farmstock is Whistlepig's collection of expressions made with grain to glass, farm to bottle whiskey, crafted in Shoreham, Vermont, with grain harvested from the brand's farm, distilled and proofed with water from their own well and aged in Vermont estate oak casks from the woods surrounding their home. Farmstock Beyond Bonded Rye is made from 100% Remington rye, and the bourbon is made from a high rye bourbon mash of 51% dent corn and 49% Remington and rifle rye. Just 47 barrels, I know, I don't even know what that means, but okay. Just 47 barrels of the new Farmstock Beyond Bonded single barrel rye and bourbon are available. The whiskey is priced at one hundred dollars per seven hundred and fifty ml bottle. Very nice. And then you can get your non-alcoholic whistle pig too, right? That's true. I forgot the they ones did that. that. They did I something. I wonder. I can't remember. We 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 talked about it on freaking this show. I can't remember what we talked about. Yeah, I I wonder if that was any good. I don't know. They had that one. They had one with like tires or something like that, like aged in. Because they, you know, like follow <laughs> that. Uh, oh man, even that. I, I know Whistle Pig even sponsored the Gumball Three Thousand that came through Bardstown recently. Oh, so yeah. you get to see all those sweet Lamborghinis with Whistle Pig logos tatted everywhere. I mean, they're they're everywhere still, right we, now. We still need to go to that farm, pick a single barrel. I heard it's I heard it's awesome. 
yeah, three years we're still waiting to make that happen. <laughs> like, yeah, we'll get up there. Like a, no problem. Like we need another trip. <laughs> in our, <laughs> I know we need to, we need more trips to kind of get out there and just talk the good word of bourbon. But I'm always happy to go pick a barrel too. Totally. So, but that is going to do it for this week in bourbon. Yet another week down. We'll be back again next week with even more delicious, fantastic, ever sensational bourbon news. With that, cheers, everybody. See you next week. Toodles.